for tuning in today guys we very much appreciate it uh you're watching on the old youtubes cool make sure you hit subscribe turn on the notifications that way you know when we update these you know videos and stuff so you can you know get in on there and see what the hell's going on also you can leave a comment down below because you know we like comments sometimes now if you're if you want to interact with us a little bit more directly, you can do so on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Houston Wrestling Radio, or on Twitter at H Wrestling Radio. We also have an Instagram that I hardly ever use, but it's there. Um eight, eight, eight Houston Wrestling Radio on Instagram. I don't know. I don't even I'm know not a picture is. guy. Look at this face. Yeah, yeah. You have you have a face for radio. Yeah, so do you. Yeah. So what no, the fuck are we doing here? I don't know. We should go back to just Podbean. We tried. Yeah. <laughs> All right. How you been, man? Woo! Ow! Fuck! Ew. Four! And oh! Four and oh, baby! And Roughnecks! Cuatro y cero! Miedo! Pendejo desgraciado, gasto de my new team. So, yeah. how was the big D? No. If there's anyone I know that loves the D, it's Aaron. <laughs> so I went up to Dallas with my buddy Aaron to watch the Houston Roughnecks play the Dallas Renegades in the fourth uh, week of the XFL season. And uh, I was a little... Apprehensive? Apprehensive, I believe is the correct word. <laughs> I was a little apprehensive because, hey, we're going into enemy territory, you know? It's yeah, fun. I got tickets for free. You know, thank you, Hector. You the man, Hector. Um, I was like, man, I don't know how this is going to work out. I mean, yeah, it's not a, the Texans playing at the Cowboys because that'd be even more wild. But still, there's that Houston-Dallas rivalry. If you're from Houston, if you're from Dallas, you know. You know, you, hell, you're even from Texas. You know, Dallas folk and Houston folk don't get along. Austin, San Antonio, you like. But Dallas, fuck them motherfuckers from <laughs> Dallas. I could have told you that. I've been there before. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, it was like, all right, well, how, we're going to have to see how how much on our P's and Q's we're going to have to actually be, right? Because we weren't sure. Um, but <laughs> as, as it turns out, okay, full disclosure to kind of get to, to put the, the pretext on here. Yeah, is this that is my the, first time eating these. Yeah, That's Ferrero pretext. Rocher's. That's You've never had a Ferrero Rocher. No. They're good, you man. You and the Big D and it, me with the chocolate balls. It has a lot of nuts. 
if you like hazelnut, it'll be okay. It's just a nut. It's a nut and chocolate with a little wafer okay. in between. That's it. Okay. So, Dallas. Anyway. So, yeah, we got the tickets for free because our boy Hector has season tickets here at Houston TDECU Stadium. They made a, uh offer, said, hey, any season ticket holders can go up to Dallas. For free. For free. And all you have to do is just ask and, you know, make it up there. Well, he couldn't make it up there, so he gave the tickets to me and my boy Aaron. So, we drove up to Dallas. Four tickets for free. And as it turns out, I guess that whole section that we were in, it was all the same dudes in the same situation where they got those tickets for free because they were season ticket holders. So we were sitting next to just a bunch of other season ticket holders in the end zone on the second level. Was it packed? So this was at the same stadium that the Rangers used to play in. So it's huge. It's an MLB, former MLB stadium. So... The second and third levels, and like I think there's even a fourth level on one side where behind home plate, those entire levels, nobody was there. But the bottom area, it got filled up with a bunch of nasty Renegades fans. <laughs> but it was filled up. They had a filled up arena and uh, our stadium, whatever you want to call it. And then our section, which was behind the end zone, but on the second level, nothing but. Roughnecks fans, all the Houston folk were there, which was great because we got to heckle with impunity. (laughs) (laughs) However, we did have two sets of dudes in our area that were from Dallas. So one 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 dude and his his homeboy on one side, another dude and his homeboy on the other side, kind of a couple rows behind us, surrounded by Houston Houston fans and Roughneck fans. And it was fun as hell, dude. Um, we also had noticed that down there on the other side, by the sideline, there was one guy who was a really loud and obnoxious roughneck fan who was in the middle of a sea of Dallas fans who he had on like like the, the Legion of Doom shoulder pads with no shirt with one of those little roughneck hard hats <laughs> running around, jumping up and down, yelling, getting into people's face and shit. He must have bought but, those tickets separately. But he was down there, and we were up here, and we were like, yo, you in the wrong section, bro. But we were like trying to clap him along and show him love. And whenever something happened, he'd go, yeah, to all the fucking Dallas fans there. But then he look up at us, and we like, yeah. <laughs> It was great. I missed the game. I know we won. We won. How did MVPJ do? Boy, that boy's my MVP. MVPJ did great. Uh, he had another really solid game. Uh, we had, we actually had a little bit of a running attack going at the beginning of the game, which isn't anything that June Carroll wants. Or um, June Carroll, what is it? June, our coach, anything that he doesn't want to do. Um, but we had some good running, good passing, and yeah. Now it wasn't like the biggest, you know, him was throwing a bunch of bombs, but it was it was a solid game offensively. What was cool though was defensively for the Roughnecks, we had four ints, baby, four interceptions that wow. game, four of them. The last one. Came within two minutes of the end of the game. The Roughnecks were up by seven. And Dallas was in the red zone. Ready to score within two minutes. Pick! Right when that pick happened. Dude, so many blue jerseys started walking out. (laughs) 
So what did us in our section with the red jerseys do? Na 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 na. Oh hell yeah, <laughs> dude! We booed their own people out of their own arena and sent them packing while we were there. Houston, rough next. Yeah. Oh, dude, it was badass, man. It was so much fun. It was a good game. Good game. What did you think of the Ferrero Rocher? You took a bite. You set it aside. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Not good. Eh. It's eh? middling. I'll get there. I can stick a whole one in my mouth and be happy. I I, I bet you could do several and yeah, still be uh, happy. Yeah. If it's if it's dark with chocolate nuts, yeah. Because <laughs> this is a classy joint. Ferrero says. <laughs> One word to summarize AEW Revolution. Exciting. <clears throat> it was an exciting show. Defend yourself. Well, I'm eating for a share. <laughs> so while you do that, I'm still masticating. Andrew Williams, who was at the show, just posted a gif of some guy screaming, Justice! <laughs> Jason Wynn, amazing. Very fun show with little bit of everything. That fall tag team was awesome. AW killed across the board this week. That was definitely more than one word. Yeah, that was more than one word. Amazing was his word. Amazing. But he added a lot of shit after that. All right, what about you? What's your one word? Satisfying. Okay. It was good. It was everything I thought it was going to be. Um, my negatives turned out to be... Were, were, were premonitions that did come true, but they didn't hinder from the rest. Okay. Um, I kind of felt bad for the girls being in the spot they were in on the card. Okay. Um, but it was refreshing because the match was slower than everything else. Everything was boom, 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 except the girls and pockets. But the girls' match wasn't bad. Wasn't. I liked it a lot. Nice finish. Lot. Thank God fucking Nyla's other leg cleared the rope. Otherwise, that would have been nasty. Yeah. But I really liked the match. Yeah. I really did. I, I think they did did a good job because I think um, Statlander and Nyla, but Statlander in a few matches, you know, a couple of weeks ago, she she whiffed a couple of things, almost botched something here and there. But I think she really tightened up in this match mm -hmm. in a good way. What's your match of the night? Man, I don't know. <laughs> I'm leaning towards... <laughs> The tag match? That's what I'm leaning towards. Okay. But I could be convinced for either the main event mm. or Pac versus Cassidy <laughs> for the sheer entertainment okay. alone. Okay, so I've heard people rave about the tag match. Yeah. With blinders on, that tag match was awesome as fuck. Uh-huh. I wasn't watching it with blinders on. Uh -huh. I was in Scott's living room with old man Travis in tow. Mm. So the three of us are watching this show. And Scott is flipping the fuck out of so many near falls. And where this could have ended and this could have been. It's like, oh man, if, oh he hit him. Paige hit him with the fucking one-winged angel. It's got to be over. I was like, watch him kick out. I was like, if this motherfucker kicks out, I'm not paying for shit. And I was like, and then he kicks out. And I was like, motherfucker, big talk for someone that already paid $40. <laughs> <laughs> and the kickouts kept coming. and kept coming. <laughs> so you think there were too many kickouts? I, I thought 
that there was at least a couple of spots where it could have been like, all right, into here, you're good. Into here, you're good. All right, now you're starting to drag on. When other people, you know, Scott, Scott's been to, uh, he's already been to a Dynamite show with me. He's going to another one in a couple of weeks. We went to Double or Nothing last year. So he's an AW guy. When you got an AW guy pointing out your flaws, when he's going, oh, wait. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like the safe word came and went, bro. Okay. And so I, I noticed that. I took I, I, okay. I, I took his weight in that. Okay. Um, but it was still so pretty. It was pretty. The it was Bucks. Pretty. You know, here's the thing. The Bucks, as much as I like them, as much as I like their matches, I think they can serve themselves better if they're heels. Their matches are more entertaining as heels. They sell more as heels. There's more psychology to their matches as heels. Their matches honestly aren't as spotty as heels because they're a little more vicious. They you, you could tell that there's a, there's a method to the madness when they're in the, on the heel side. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we you made the comparison last week that this that match. The build-up to that match kind of felt like a couple of years ago when it was the Golden Lovers against the Young Bucks. And that match was on our match of the year list mm-hmm. that year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's a lot to like in that. Mm-hmm. My biggest takeaway is, goddamn, Adam Page is made. Oh, really? The, when you got Chicago fans booing Omega and booing the Young Bucks and raving over Adam Page. All right. All right. You're made. All right. You're over. Okay. And he teased it afterwards. He'd go very ready to hit him with that buckshot on Omega and his partner. Like, nah, play it. Come on. Let's go get, let's go get shit faced. Um, it was good. Yeah. Borderline great. But. But. I have two matches that I think supersede them all. Um, before I get there, Cody versus MJF was pretty. It was a yeah. great story. Yeah. Another another example of uh, I don't tune in for Cody's wrestling. I tune in for the story that Cody's in. Good Cody point. with Aldis. Cody with Dustin. Cody with Sean Spears. Cody with Jericho because of the title. Yeah. And now Cody and fucking MJF. MJF. It's really well done. But damn. Damn, damn, damn. Match one of match of my of match of the week in general. <laughs> Pac and, Dar- and Pac and, and Cassidy. Pac and Orange Cassidy, huh? <laughs> Dude, I I absolutely It's polarizing. It's yeah. I absolutely adored this match. And I think it was because he still kept the the character, the gimmick, the goofiness but still did stuff. Yeah, you know that was like, and, and it felt like it worked. You know, like I, I was afraid that he was either going to get squashed, or he was going to abandon his character and just because he was going to try it. And all of a sudden, oh, he's this badass wrestler. No, he did it both, and he mixed it together. Where it was like, okay, put my hands in my pockets, but I'm going to be able to dodge you. And I'm going to be able to to do a reverse flip, arm drag, a reverse arm drag with yeah. my hand still in my pocket. So I guess it's like, all right. So he's not trying, but he's still skilled. Yeah, you know. So it, it's it's not like the facade of the character was broken. It was like the character is still there, and he is also uh, uh, um, talented. So it's not like he's talented, but he plays like he 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 doesn't try. No, he's literally 
talented, but doesn't try, you know? Devil's advocate. Okay. Because I've heard a lot of this and read a lot of this online as in the last couple of days. Did you make one character in sacrifice of the other? And by that I mean... No. Does pot does the image of the bastard pot get ruined because no. he sunk down to Cassidy's level and no. did the play kicks in the beginning? Hell no, because I could see that Pac was trying to do it almost as a mockery to him, like, like because he, he didn't do it right like from the beginning. All right, this is your stick, so I'm gonna do it. Like no, it, he, like Cassidy was doing his thing. Pac was like. This motherfucker's really doing this. <laughs> the bell rang. We're yeah. wrestling. And, and he's still doing and this. He's still, it's like, okay, you want to do this? You want to do your little stupid kicks? All right, let's do the little stupid kicks. Oh, another stu- Really? Okay, fine. Get another stupid kick. And they're like, all right, all right let's yeah, do this. That, yeah. And then he is the one who got got because he was mocking too yeah. long. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. I, I don't think that we, we buried Pac. We didn't bury Pac at all. Pac still won. Yeah. <laughs> he still won the match, he sh- and he should have. Yeah. But Orange Cassidy, we got to see that he is not one-dimensional, only only funny haha, and that's it. He's funny haha, but he literally is, like, like he's not a character that's, that's being played as somebody that's, you know, just incompetent. No, He's a guy that somebody can relate to. A lot of folks can relate to. I might be able to relate to where he underachieves. Is he a good wrestler? He is. But he lazy. He knows, he knows he's not going to be Hulk Hogan. He's like, he knows right. he's not going to be Steve Austin. Put so my hands it. in my pocket. Whatever. I'm not going to And gonna then try. even towards the end, I'm going to live by my ways and I'm going to die by my ways. And while Pac's beating, chopping the shit out of him, he still puts his hand in his pocket yeah. and takes it. Yeah, you know? so it's it's like he's an yeah. underachiever, but an adorable, lovable underachiever, and and eventually, at some point, the next layer of his character is gonna have to be, all right, dude, you need to really try it. You need to start winning stuff. At some point, it's gonna be like that, and he's gonna yeah. he's gonna have to face that. But this is his first match, his first time out there. He still didn't really care. It wasn't for anything. It was you just, still have your you hands in your pocket. Yeah, he has his hands <laughs> in his pocket, and you're like, all right, fine. You know, but eventually that's gonna have to come out because he's gonna see he keeps losing, and eventually somebody's gonna have to try to talk some sense into him to have him not lose and for him to actually try. I know Pac has been around at least what ten years between probably yeah. I still think he and Orange Cassidy are exhibits A and B. I'm taking it back. Exhibits C and D of what the future of AEW is looking like. What's A and B? My other candidate for match of the week from that show, Darby Allen and Sammy fucking Guevara. That God was a good ass match. The psychology in that <laughs> where, Ar- where Allen didn't wait for the match to start. He dove out and caught Guevara by surprise. Guevara took advantage of the fact that the match still hadn't happened, so he pulled out a chair and did that 485 side. My math sucks. But he does that. He did the Blanca roll. Yeah. On, oh, shit. <laughs> that was pretty. Yeah, very. Um, and the match just kept going, dude. I, I was pleasantly surprised by that match. I was uh, admittedly worried. And I don't know if that was supposed to be a diving headbutt head-to-head or if that dive was a legit botch and didn't go all the way through. I don't know what Darby was aiming for. But, um, man, between between Saturday and Wednesday. Dude, that coffin drop, Sammy, uh, that fucking Darby hit on Wednesday on damn near yeah. everybody in the inner circle was 
perfection. Yeah. Loved it. And the way he ate that fucking uh, Judas effect in yeah. the end. Yeah, but uh, I'm torn between those two matches. Uh, Cody and MJF, again, was good, but there's some uh, production cues that were off. Yeah. Didn't, didn't see where MJF got busted open. Didn't see where MJF uh, got handed the ring. Didn't see. There was a lot of things. You, well, you had to really be paying attention to see the ring. Yeah, but I'm loving AEW, so I'm paying attention to everything. And if I don't see okay. it, I, you're doing weird crowd shots, but we should be seeing the shit that matters. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, overall. Well, what, about the main, what about the main event? We didn't talk about that. Main event. Moxley versus Jericho for the title. Not in a negative way, but I'm not sure there's much to talk about. He won the belt. I I wanted it to happen. I was ready for it to happen. The next, the second AEW World Champ. All right, I'll run with it. Okay. Promo on Wednesday was good. Um, Jericho trolling the super trolls. You know, like, oh, this is the part where he takes his two months off because he's going to tour with Fozzie soon. And just for them to be like, oh, wait, but Jericho, he did what he said he was going to do. All right, so we're doing this for another week. All right, all right so he... Pulled the rug on everybody. So, do, Jake do, the do, Snake do, Roberts. Do, do we want to talk about this though? Hold on. Do we want to talk about what I talked about last week, where my anticipation level was a little low because this is former WWE guy versus another former WWE guy who still has that stink on him of being from the E that are fighting for the title, and then he had the title change onto. On to Moxley. Is Moxley the right guy to taking it off of Jericho? Well, they built the story well enough for me to buy it. Okay. I mean, that's the only defense I can give it. I mean, you buy it, but are you excited about it? Excited is like a 9 or a 10. I'm like, a, I'm like the level below excited. Okay. So I'm happy about it. But again, there's so much on that brand you can like if there's one thing you don't like. Well, you know, yeah. so everything else is like just. Yeah, hey, we gotta have equal opportunity bashing <laughs> around here, though, man. You gotta. Okay, equal opportunity bashing. Um, for what I saw of Dynamite and what I saw of NXT, I think NXT might have had the better show. Okay. Um, now this week I chose to watch NXT first, first, and then I fell asleep, so I, I didn't watch <laughs> AEW at all. Okay, well that's your loss, but it's okay. It yeah. happens. I mean, uh, I know what happened because I read stuff. I'm gonna throw it out there. Match of the week candidate. It's cage match with the girls. Yep. Awesome storytelling. The, the 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 finishes of the of the, the finish of the cage match was interesting and unique to me. Um, Raquel Gonzalez. Okay, I'm I'm digging her. I um, I think now I'm finally on on board with Tegan versus Dakota being an actual feud. Because remember, a few weeks ago, I was like. Saying that, well, they only seem to have been friends for long enough to establish that they're friends just just to the end of there's going to be a backstab angle. Like, I've never, I've there, never I, seen I, them I think, as friends. But now I see them as a feud. I think there were subtle hints dropped during the Mae Young Classic of Tegan Knox when she was first in it about being a partner of Team Kick. But those are like Easter eggs that you had to hunt for. Yeah. You know, but if, but I think now I, I agree with you. I think now there's, there's I, enough blood in that feud that it like eclipses a lot of stuff on that brand. Like, how long have we been doing this show? Eight years. Eight years, and, and you've been on since seven. Mm -hmm. So, me and you, seven years <laughs> on this show. 
you stab my back or I stab your back, go do another show, do something crazy like that. There's beef where you have a seven-year history. <laughs> Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai, they don't have that seven-year history there to pull from. And that's why I felt like it was a little saccharine. It, it, was, it was a little forced that, oh, man, they're best friends and they pulled the... You know, da, da, da. Uh, they weren't really best friends. Like, I ain't never seen them together. To NXT's defense, this isn't the first time that they bring outsiders from a from a indie promotion that right. we don't know. We yeah. didn't know what a UHA Nation was. They just threw no. us Apollo Crews and we went with it. Yeah. You know, so there people might have known this that watch PWG or watch ICW or watch whatever they were on and understand that, that have that knowledge that we know. Yeah. Um... So that's the, that's the break I'll give it. But there was some unique stuff in there. I liked it. Um, I kind of really didn't want to watch the Velveteen Dream versus uh, Roderick Strong match. I just, I don't know what it was. I'm just, it feels like there's not a lot of legit baby faces in NXT. Everybody just wants to be cool. Okay. You know, and for Velveteen specifically, I kind of get the feeling that once... NXT went on USA. Velveteen really got PG thirteen or really PG'd. Mm. Like this isn't Velveteen versus Alistair, Velveteen versus Cassius, Velveteen in the ladder match. This feels like like a watered down character of Velveteen Dream. Do you really think that's watered down? Because I mean, he's putting the dude's wife on his tights and he's talking about bone. Yeah, but he's put stuff on his tights that. before. But that goes back. But to... I don't think he's been diminished. Maybe you're 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 mis. Maybe in your mind you're misrepresenting the diminishedness of him with just the fact that he was gone. So I don't think that they've toned him down. I think he's still the same person he was. It's just yeah, see him for a long time, so he wasn't all up in your face. That could be it. Think so? What about Cole versus uh, Dream at WrestleMania? I mean, not WrestleMania, Takeover, since they teased it at the end of the episode. That Velveteen sacrificed a win against Roddy by throwing him out of the cage just to lock him up, self up with Cole, and get some of Adam Cole. I don't want to see Roddy and Velveteen again because of the ending. Yeah. The too. ending, now that beef is with with Cole. Cole. It's not with Roddy. Yeah. And if this was Velveteen's plan all along, that's fucking brilliant. Yeah. Try to get under the skin of the underling just so that you could coax out the Distra top guy yeah, and then you, you, you got him. Trapped literally in a cage. You got him right where you want him. That that was the plan. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. And you stood tall. And you stood tall. You sprung the plan. You were holding the title. You were literally on top of the cage. Mm -hmm. Make it out with the belt. <laughs> Doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah. yeah, that's where the story is now. The story isn't with Roddy. This Velveteen was using Roddy to get to Cole. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the, I don't want to see Roddy versus Velveteen in takeover. I want to see uh, um, Velveteen versus Cole now. Yeah, at the expense of Cole and Champa, Cole and Gargano, Cole and uh, uh, Finn. I kind of want to see Cole. And Lee. Yeah, like no, now I want to see that. Jake the Snake Roberts, you missed this. So I missed Cody, it. Cody's in the ring cutting it. a promo about NJF and out comes Jake. Yeah. Fuck me sideways. Among all the other stuff he said, he ended the promo with, I've learned in my life not to turn my back on people that I respect or that I fear. 
And then he followed that up by turning his back on Cody and throwing the mic in the air and had thrown it right to Cody and caught it and left. So he's uh, he's got a client that he's going to debut soon that's coming after Cody. So that's the next story in the Cody chapter, in the Cody book. Okay. It's uh, Jake Roberts. So... Any anytime you bring Jake on my television, that's one of my that's one of my heroes. Yeah, you so, love Jake Roberts. Mm, yeah, so I'm all in for that. Um, anything else from NXT or uh, AEW? Nah, I mean overall, the AEW had a really great pay per view, top to bottom. I, I at the end of the year, we may say that this is a potential show of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, depending how well it ages, yeah. right? Um, but I don't think there was a bad match on the card. <laughs> so, yeah, it was really good. One more thing. Oh, shit. Tell the people what we watched before we hit the record button tonight. Oh, we watched NXT UK. We what? Watched... <laughs> huh? Yeah. Yeah. We watched Walter versus uh, Mastiff. The Bomber. Damn. Dude. Baby Vader. Woo! That match was ugly. <laughs> That was an ugly ass. Bowie, you ugly. Ah. Houston Wrestling Radio co-host, ugly. Ah, that, that's real ugly. God damn. Yeah. But I watched it. Yeah, <laughs> shit was good. It was ugly. It was good. Yeah. There's some, uh, there's a couple of spots that I thought were kind of iffy. Commentators, I I got thrown off by Eddie English on there because I was expecting Nigel McGuinness and uh, and Todd Phillips Tom because Phillips. when Tom Phillips first moved over there. Uh, it was him and Nige, and I like them a lot. I don't mind Aiden English on commentary. He's, yeah, like he's coming around for me in yeah. general because I I watched Aiden on two hundred five, not too yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, but goddamn, that match was ugly. Yeah, in front of forty people. I mean, <laughs> it was in York, England, so it was like the size of an Oreo. So old York, old York. Yeah, yeah. It could have just yeah, it could have just size of a peppermint better, patty. Better chance at New York. Yeah, but um, shit, man, that was good stuff. Uh, they, they, uh, there's a Valkyrie chick that debuted on that same episode. I'll have to go back and watch it. I was kind of curious to see what she has to offer. Okay. Um, so I'm going to be going back and watching that. I missed NWA. Um, uh, that's episode where, uh, Zicky Dice beat, um, Ricky Starks mm. for the uh, TV title. Okay. So now we already have a new TV champ. Um, Ron Smackdown. Uh, man. I still believe that there's something to- towards the the uh, the conspiracy theory of oh well we're in a big city we gotta load up the card, you know they're in Brooklyn, yeah. so they teased us with Oscar versus Shayna, they right. teased us with AJ versus Aleister Black, uh, they teased us with uh, Seth Rollins and fucking Buddy Murphy against the uh, Street Profits. So it was fun. I like how everybody's referring to him as Buddy. <laughs> when he's supposed to just be Murphy, Murphy yeah. like, hey, come on, buddy. <laughs> God damn it. Um, I hated the bait and switch. I honestly, I tuned in right at eight o'clock because I wanted to see AJ and Aleister Black. Yeah, I'd never seen it. Oh, but no, you got to fight Carl Anderson. All right, cool. Carl Anderson's cool. Yeah. Fucking finalist in the G1 climax twice. I'm down with that. Aleister versus that versus fucking Carl. Match was all right. I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I, halfway through, I was like, oh, fuck. I, like, it, it completely left me. I was like, oh, I know where they're going to go with this. Beat Gallows. Anderson. Here comes Gallows. Like, oh, fuck. Here we go. And then the smosh finish. And then here comes AJ. He's like, all right. Give me the gong. Give me something. Come on. Give it to me. And fucking Aleister Black has his first loss on Raw. 
it wasn't that good of a match either. Because um, oh. when I saw that, it was Alistair versus the the Baldies. You know, one one and two. Yeah. I fast forward through those matches just so just so I could get to the AJ and Alistair versus AJ beginning without a head start where they're both on 100% rest, I'm sure it would be great. Mm-hmm. But after going through two other matches, even if it's the Baldies, you know, uh, um, it just wasn't the same because he was already hurt and selling and at that point where he was supposed to be tired. So you didn't get to see the oohs and the ahs that could have been a match between these two. Now, that may be really great booking because you kind of get it Without really getting it, you get a little sniff of the you get sizzle. The tip. Yeah, you get the yeah. tip. You know, like okay, I really wanted this. I want more. Okay, great. But if you're not a if fan, if you use the tip enough, you're gonna come. If but you want all of it. If you're not a fan of getting teased with just the tip, <laughs> and it's like, God damn it, just put the whole damn thing. Bobby, just do it. If you're one of those type of folks, then you'd be really frustrated at this match. Yeah, you know, and, and I I'm was. Dry. I was, because it was like, this yeah. isn't really what I want to see. I don't want to see a, a a half-speed Aleister Black versus an AJ who's hot-dogging it because he's just trying to prove a point and be a heel. No, I want to see both of these guys at 100%, at full speed, going after it Drag one-on-one. Race. Yeah. yeah, that's what I want to see. Yeah. Well, they got to give up our 10 bucks for that, because we're going to yeah. get that. We'll talk about that a little bit. Um... Goldberg versus Roman. Eh. So we're not going to get a number one contendership match for Goldberg's title, huh? We're going to just give it to Roman. Yeah. Okay. Thumbs up, thumbs down? I mean, thumbs down. I I think we already talked about this last week as well, yeah. where um, it, it, at this point it's not about Roman. You know, it, it's more about Goldberg. Um, Were you Vince... surprised that the crowd shat on both of them in that segment? Did you watch that segment? On SmackDown, no. SmackDown? Oh mm-hmm. my god, they chanted, you both suck. They chanted, they were booing for both of them. Uh, it could be, yeah. could be a fucking train wreck, dude. Unless they open the show with that. Get it over with, give Roman the belt, go home, bye. Chingat. We got yeah. better stuff on the card. Well, I mean, but that's the thing. You don't have better stuff on the card because... No, the you, other... have the rechristen- you have the christening of the chosen one. Drew McIntyre taking the belt off of Big Brock. Or Maybe. Possibly. Maybe. Yeah. But he that, may not. There's a lot more intrigue in that yeah. than than Roman Goldberg. It's okay. Spear Fest 2020. Yeah. So, well, I mean, I, like I was saying last week, just to reiterate, it's really, really sucks. I'd rather see Brock versus Goldberg because that way you just ruin one match instead of ruining two with Vince's guys with Brock in one match Goldberg and then Goldberg in the other. Like, I man, I've. I don't like that because, yes, you're right. Drew has a chance and there is more intrigue than the other one. But for the most part, right now, I'm not convinced that Drew's going to beat Brock. Mm -hmm. And while I like the fact that Drew won the Rumble, I'm not sold yet on the actual Mania match. And I was kind of hoping that I would get the marquee stuff, the stuff that's catered to me, the stuff that I might like with the other title match with the fiend versus whoever and you know maybe yeah even if it was you saw raw right yeah 
Did you like the promo with Drew catching Brock by surprise with with the Claymores? Yes. Putting Drew over. I think yes. that's so far that's yes. made Drew. Other than uh, I didn't. Other watch, than he grabbed the belt. I didn't watch the <laughs> I didn't watch the promo last week that the sit down with Drew. But I think this so far has done the best work of actually making Drew a threat. More than winning this the Rumble. This is true. More than this winning the Rumble match. I think this has made Drew somebody that you might actually have. You could suspend your disbelief enough to think, oh, he can beat Brock. Right. Yeah. Right. We need more but, of that. We need more of that. But I kind of got a really big law of reverse momentum vibe out of it. Oh, we still got four weeks. I know. That's the only saving grace. We still got four weeks. Yeah. If this was right before Mania, if this was on the go-home show of Mania, I would have been like, God damn it, Brock's winning. But uh, I, I'm kind of hoping that Brock gets the better of him within the next couple of weeks. That yeah. way we could do the reverse of the reverse momentum. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Not to put you on the spot, but since we're talking about it, it's been a week. Coronavirus is here in town. It is. Officially. Yeah. Are you aware now that this is that this exists? Yes. Are you aware that this is a big deal? Yes. Are you aware this is a problem? Yes. Are you aware that there's already seven confirmed cases in Tampa? I did not. I was not aware of that. <laughs> I was aware that there was two in the greater Houston area, one in yeah. Fort Bend and one somewhere else. Yeah. And like really close, but I didn't. I didn't. I mean, who gives a shit about Tampa? On the <laughs> odds of between one and a hundred, zero, no chance in hell, a hundred. I'm pretty fucking sure. Do you actually think WWE will cancel WrestleMania because of the coronavirus? What are your odds? What percentage do you give the coronavirus putting down Roman and Goldberg? 40. 40. You're at 40. 40. They announced earlier in the week that after that they're as of now they're still going forward with this. Plans could change. We still got 4 weeks. 40. But you right now you're at 40%. I have 40 and 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 the reason why is because while yes this is technically a pandemic it's not a lethal pandemic 3,000 are dead right but most of those folks that have died are old are old or young people with compromised or weakened immune systems if you catch or undeveloped immune systems yeah if you catch coronavirus if I catch coronavirus some Lysol some Robitussin we'll be alright we'll be alright I mean it's probably gonna take more than Lysol and Robitussin but we're gonna be alright we're gonna go to the doctor get the right meds and we're gonna be okay yeah we're strong enough right now right but like where where this started you know there, there was just a lot of victims that that virus could have preyed upon that could have claimed them. So that's why the body count is a little bit higher than what it should have been if it started in a, like here in the States. Now, the fact that it's here is, yeah, it's technically a pandemic, but so is the flu, right? Yeah. So I don't think they're going to shut down Survivor Series because it's in flu season, right? You know, <laughs> a wrestler might catch it. Well, guess what? You missed your, you missed your WrestleMania payday yeah. or your Survivor Series payday. But that's it. That's not everybody else. I mean, is it contagious? Yeah. So is the flu. Yeah. <laughs> so is you mono. Know. So is a lot of things. Yeah. Herpes. Chlamydia. <laughs> you don't see them taking fucking Lana off TV. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't either way. Hey. Um, <laughs> I think I'm at about a 50%. And I say that because there's so many big things that have either already been canceled or soon to be canceled. Yeah. Uh, the Geneva Auto Show has been canceled. Have the month and a half worth of dates in Japan for New Japan have been canceled. 
Um, there's talk that the Olympics could be canceled altogether. Um, Formula One, Damn. if a team can't make it because of travel issues, if one team specifically can't make it, they'll cancel a race because it's not fair to everybody. Right. And with Ferrari being in Italy and Italy being a strong a strong presence yeah. right now, yeah. if Ferrari can't get out, ain't no racing, period. I mean, so, they could. I mean, now, now, see, okay, we got They're talking about doing the Final Four in an empty arena. <laughs> Damn. Now, it also depends. What do we mean by canceled? Do we mean... Not rescheduled. Canceled. Or moved. No. Mm. Canceled? Cancelled. Mm. I'll go down to twenty five percent. Okay. Yeah. If we talk about okay, let's not do it in Tampa. Let's go to like you know Denver instead. We move it. Move it to fucking. What? The move it. Move it to Connecticut. What the fuck? You crazy motherfucker! If there's one thing moving WrestleMania seven from the Coliseum in Los Angeles to like the Forum because. Whether you want to look at it on the business side of low ticket sales or if you want to see it on the safety side as terrorist attacks because that was when Sergeant Slaughter was an Iraqi sympathizer. Yeah. It's still in Los Angeles. You can make that work. You're moving a fucking WrestleMania from one state I was, to the other. I was traveling giving, when traveling is the one thing you're not supposed to do through this virus. I'll give you an example. Okay. The reason why is because you cited Tampa has seven cases right now. At least. Right. Mm. If, if Tampa is a hotbed for it and Tampa is fucked up and Florida is fucked up, then you well, can't Florida been fucked up. and you can't travel to Florida. Well, okay, if you can't have mania in Florida because Florida's under quarantine, well where do you go? Where can you get something fast? I, I threw out Denver because in my mind, mile high, cold, so viruses probably have less sustainability there. But then when I also well when I Didn't thought about when I thought about it further, I said I said, uh, um, fucking uh, Connecticut. The reason why is because that's where HQ is. So and there's the, nothing else in Connecticut. There's nothing else there, but it's probably going to be easier for them to book something quickly at fucking HQ that's wow. further north that's in a colder climate. Are they going to lose money out the ass? Yes, the fuck, fuck yeah. they are. They're going to lose money out the ass, but something's better than nothing. You know, having Mania on TV, you're still going to get your ad revenue. You may not have a gate, but you'll have ad revenue. See, if you cancel it altogether, altogether because you can't go to Florida, that doesn't make business sense. Okay, cut your losses, move it to somewhere else where you could move in with the quickness and a place that isn't as affected. Somewhere that has zero cases. Okay, great. You can still get your ad revenue from being on the telly. Actually, in that aspect that you're offering up, I could see it being a great pilot for a last-minute situation. There was a, a wrestle. There was an episode of Raw in Colorado. Uh huh. Um, Raw and SmackDown that was supposed to be in Colorado that WWE had reserved the Pepsi Center because because the dates were open. Yeah. The dates were open because the their own building of the Denver Nuggets didn't have the faith that they would be in the playoffs. And so when the Nuggets actually made the playoffs, they canceled WWE's booking within like a week or two in advance uh -huh. before the day, before the show. Yeah. A week or two before the show. They can the week of the show. And at the last minute they wound up moving it to LA. It was half full for Raw, a third full for SmackDown, but they were able to pull it off. This could be a good pilot if WWE is pushed into that corner. Fuck it, offer it to Fox. 
What do you mean offer it to Fox? Fox is in the city. No. Have Re- <laughs> Move WrestleMania to Denver with a month's notice. And if you're not getting pay-per-view buys, fuck it. Get money from Fox. Sell it to Fox. Air it live for free on television. There you go. Make it make it happen. What have you got to lose? If, you're, if you literally have the option of nothing or let's make the best of a situation... That's a pretty good way to make a damn good best out of the situation and get yeah. more eyeballs on the product yeah. that normally wouldn't. Yeah. Um, I still think that the, the idea is bananas as fuck, but in a situation like that, you got to explore as many options as you can. Yeah. Um, if it goes that far, again, yeah. as of now, they've made the decision that as of yesterday, we're still have WrestleMania still on. Um, but again, two weeks, three weeks, that could change. Um. Speaking of that, yeah, Elimination Chamber. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know, man. I'm not... Need a little bit of the bubbly. I'm not I'm not looking forward to this pay-per-view, dude. I'm nope. not looking forward to this pay-per-view at all. Toss me Snickers. Um, there is not a male heavyweight championship on the line here. There's your Snickers. Thank you. There was only one in there. For anyone that's thinking that I am sexist... There is not a female title main eventing this show either. <laughs> we'll go right okay. to we'll go right to what what could possibly be the main event. Elimination chamber match. Six women. Winner gets a shot at Becky Lynch at Mania. Yeah. Do I need to go down this list or should I just say Shayna Baszler? Go down the list. Shayna Baszler, Ruby Riot, Natty Nyhart, Sarah Logan, Liv Morgan. Ass. What's your anticipation level? <laughs> Seven. Seven. That's average. Okay. That's one for each, except for Asuka. She gets two. <laughs> Domo. Arigato. Domo. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I think I think the easy money betting-wise is Shayna. Shayna's going to win this. But Asuka... Asuka's been more entertaining the last few weeks. And months. I, well, yeah, even months. And I think she's reached that I don't give a fuck phase. You know, like, I think she, she got to that point where she was booked as hot shit. All right, cool. Main roster. Had my moment. All right. Yeah, I had my moment. Now, now I'm going up against Charlotte. Okay, I lost to Charlotte, but you know what? I'm still going to be pushed. I'm still going to be pushed. Wait a second. Why are they pushing me? Hold on. You know what? Fuck these motherfuckers. Wait, what's going on? Okay. And like now now she's at that part in the stage of grief where she's like, fuck, fuck it. it. <laughs> and she's going to do whatever she wants to do. And she's going to say whatever she wants to say. The only thing is she's saying it in Japanese. So most of us don't understand it. But I could tell. She's pissed. She's pissed. <laughs> and she's saying some, some shit that she probably shouldn't be saying. And I don't know if you've seen any translations. I maybe did I bring this up last week? No. There's one particular video after the uh, contract signing that they had, where it was all six women turned into a brawl, and it was like backstage, and she's just going off in Japanese, right? But somebody like took the time to actually translate what the fuck she was saying, and she was just calling every single girl out and just saying and talking shit about them. Like just saying stupid stuff. Oh, Natty, you're you're too concerned playing with your cats. 
And like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. So she cut a Japanese promo she, on she everybody. She cut a promo on, every, on each one of them and like made fun of each one of them. Nice. And it was it was good, you know. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's I'm like yeah, I, I want to see I want to see I want to see more translated promos of what Oscar says. Because the easy peasy is just like her catchphrase at the end of a promo <laughs> that builds up to easy peasy. Yeah. I love that. needs to be a shirt. <laughs> um, damn, dude. I'm at a four for this. Um, I don't know, man. I think it's too obvious that Shayna's winning this, and that's why I'm so dejected. And right. it's not because Shayna's winning it. It's all... I think they were up here at Royal Rumble, building up to Becky versus Asuka. This is the last debt I have to collect because I tapped out to this girl, and I haven't been the same since I tapped out to this girl. I've had highlights of my career, but they're not valid until I right this wrong of tapping out. And the story built up to it, and Oscar's performance, and everything was up here. And then after that, it just went challenger and cratered. It just... Like, so Becky's supposed to be like a pompous heel now? She she had Jerry's Dollar's crown on in the <laughs> back? We're having a heel versus heel match between Kyrie and Shayna, but one, we're supposed... And then that same show, we're having what you could have you could have saved up as the fucking, like... The pseudo reuniting of the riot squad against the other three bitches in the in the cage, but now you're having all them feud against each other. It just oh, hold up, that was weird, dude. I'm not liking the build. I think really? the thing that's killing me the most out of I'm, everything is that I think it's too obvious that Shayna's winning this to get Becky. When I think the better storyline would have been have Ron to come back. Okay, 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 okay. Set me straight. Help me. Let's not let's not concentrate on the obvious. <laughs> All right, Becky versus Shayna at Mania. Okay, great, accepted. I need more water. Tell them I'm still listening. Okay, let let's let's not look at that obvious. I want to address and look at something that you just kind of disrespectfully blew past, which is something that I kind of like. The stuff going on with the Riot Squad, Ruby is going after Liv. We still don't know exactly why. And Sarah is literally playing referee between the two. Um, if you look at that storyline within the chamber, I think that may be an interesting sub-storyline. Like, yeah, okay, great. You're going to talk about who's going to be the number one contender, blah, blah, blah. Obviously, none of the Riot Squad are going to win this and be the number one contender. But I'm interested to see how... This Riot Squad angle, or former Riot Squad angle, is going to continue. Because Sarah was always the eh, third fiddle on this team. But Sarah... She's looking good lately. She's been looking good lately. And she was playing referee, but she kind of gave it to both of them. Yeah. You know? So it's like, alright, we still don't have a complete 100% clear answer as to why Ruby Dunn did what she did. Why is Ruby mad at Liv? Like, I mean, she cut a promo kind of alluding to not being respected as a leader. Now she's just concerned with herself. But, I mean, is that enough? And where, how does Sarah feel about this? Because for a second there, I thought Sarah was going to realign with Ruby. And they were both going to team up against Liv. But that's not what happened. So they're all three separate. What the fuck happened to you guys? What happened? Why are y'all so pissed off at each other? I want to know. <laughs> 
You concerned? I'm concerned. The $64,000 question is who's winning? This match? Yeah. That should be a two hundred dollar question. The two hundred. <laughs> I got question, twenty on it. It's Shayna. Shayna. Yeah. Shayna. You didn't even know. You need to phone a friend. That was that gimme where like A is dumb, B is dumb, C is try to be funny but dumb, D is the correct answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same here. Let's hop to the other one. Six man tag match for the SmackDown tag titles. Six-man tag for the SmackDown. I'm sorry. Six-team Elimination Chamber match. Six-team Elimination Chamber. Mismo, Usos, Rudolph, Heavy Machinery, Lucha House Party, New Day. Anticipation level for tag team Elimination Chamber. So in the pod, both Both of the dudes are going to be in there just hugging and making out? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. I want to see heavy machinery's claustrophobia just like break out. <laughs> um, this is man. I'm gonna have a weird. I'm gonna have to use like an irrational number and a fucking algebra for my anticipation level on this because on the one hand, oh fuck, here it's we like go. here we go. I don't really give a shit about I'm the glad tag. I got team. a beer for this. I don't really give a shit about the tag team titles right now. But I really like Heavy Machinery, and I've always liked The New Day. And on the other hand, I think that this is going to be a clusterfuck of a match. You're going to have way too many people in there, and everybody in the pods, and this and that. But on the other hand, it could be a nice car wreck, and if you eliminate teams faster than they could come out of the pods, you don't have to worry about there being too many people in the ring. So they might be able to pull it off. So it might be completely dog shit stupid, or it might be fucking brilliant and it showed me something I've never seen before. So I don't really know. So like, if X equals Y, I'm at a 4. But if Y equals B plus Z, I'm at like a 9. <laughs> what did I give the other one a four? I think so. Okay. I'm giving this one a four too. Okay. <laughs> Help me. I don't give a shit about John Morrison. He's supposed to be the big guy that came back, former champ at Impact, former champ at Lucha Underground. Fuck me, dude. They completely ruined whatever set him apart, you know? Yeah. At least he Okay, so you have Drew. Let go, went to Impact, went to the Indies, made himself better, came back to NXT, proved that he can still go. Now he's main eventing WrestleMania. You could see the evolution in him. Yeah. And you saw what he was worth now, so they invested in him. John Morrison did the same thing. (laughs) He went to acting school. You know, he went to Lucha Underground. He went to Impact. He went through the Indies. He went through PWG. He's a lot better all around than he was when he left. Some could say he was a better, bigger star than Drew was yeah. on the Indies and the Mexico and, and all that. You blow a surprise with him by inter- introducing him backstage to a farting church. He gets killed in a cool spot. He gets killed by Brock in the Rumble. And you put him back together with fucking The Miz, who's like recovering from his Bray Wyattism. And is now back to his old self again. It just... And they're probably not going to win. 
I'm and I'm wa- I'm not watching Heavy Machinery for their wrestling. I'm watching Otis and Mandy whenever I want. Yeah. You know. Right. So the Heavy Machinery in this match does nothing to me. You know who else doesn't do do anything for me? Lucha House Party. And I'm and, brown. I'm not supposed to say it. Well, pinche, fuck you. And Ziggler and uh, Rude. Oh, fuck. They're still a team? Why? Why were they, why were they a team to start off with? Thank you. Now I'm at a three. <laughs> um, I don't... I, Miz and Morrison retain, I guess. You want to have Morrison go into WrestleMania with a belt? They'll probably be on the pre-show, so nobody will give a shit about that either. Assuming that there is a WrestleMania, because half of us will be dead by then. I mean, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I'm not feeling. I'm not feeling this, dude. Okay. I, I, you know what? I'm, I'll be up front. AEW and NXT are the shows to watch. I don't watch Raw or SmackDown. I don't watch three hours of Raw. I don't watch two hours of SmackDown. So I don't have the emotional investment that I do in Keith Lee. Or Tegan Knox versus Dakota Kai, or Cody versus fucking MJF, or Darby Allen against Gravity, or fucking uh, a lot of the shit on AEW. So a lot of this is starting to slowly show. Um, not to mention that whatever WWE is doing is not helping the situation. We just talked about it before building up to the show about the stuff that they've been doing, and that's, that's starting to come across so far in these two chamber matches. I'm not. And I think the other thing is, we've had very few, I think maybe only two, women's Hell in a Cell matches, or three. Hell in a Cell or Chamber? I mean, Chamber. 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 Like two or three Chamber matches. I, if, I would, if I had to choose, I would rather watch the women. Like, what, then, then what, are, the, what are the dudes going to show me in a Chamber match that I haven't already seen? But, well, again, it's the tag team, so they could do something a little bit more innovative. I don't know. Again, that's where it goes back to my math. This could be a complete clusterfuck with too many people in the ring where it's, it's just you have too many bodies in the way so you can't do something cool. Or they're going to eliminate people quick enough to where you would see, oh, shit, this is, this is like TLC, but fucking way more live. Mm-hmm. You know, it, this could be badass, but it could suck a big donkey nut. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, it's whatever that shit, the shit is that we mean. For real share. Uh, who do you got winning? New Day? Why Again? Not? Seven! W! W! I can't even remember the fucking dance, dude. Remember the, the, the Hell in a Cell between the Usos and the New Day? That was oh, a good fucking match. Lie. Wow. That was a good it fucking was. match. That was on our match of the year list. Yeah, that was a good fucking match. Now, I mean... I, I mean... I, Again, going into WrestleMania season, you want your heavy hitters. They think that the Usos or the New Day are their heavy hitters in the tag team division. So it's got to be one of them two. It's not going to be Mismo. Uh, okay. Speaking of, uh, what are we doing here? Strowman defends the Intercontinental title against Nakamura, Zane, and Cesaro. Three-on-one handicap match. What the fuck's going on here? You want do you want to hit this? <laughs> <laughs> nah. Um, what's going on? What are we doing? We're gonna have a mass burial. That's what we're gonna do. Of who? Of the 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 three amigos over there. <laughs> 
And that sucks! I'm, uh... Because I love Nakamura, I love Cesaro, I love Sami Zayn. But when you add all three of them together, you get one shitty-ass table. <laughs> We're going to have a first here on Houston Wrestling Radio. This is the first time ever that for a Shinsuke Nakamura match, I'm at a zero. I have no fucks to give at all about this. None. I think I think Nakamura's... I think it was ballsy for WWE to try to make a heel character out of Nakamura that has the the uh, resume that he does of being so good a wrestler. But I think it just... I, I don't think it's working with Zayn. Um, a part of me thinks that if you're bringing all this talent over that we know what they can do, I would make them do what they're good at. I wouldn't have Bobby Lashley fucking people's wives. I wouldn't have Nakamura in these fucking stupid matches with instruments. The Symphony of Destruction. Oh, great. One person in backstage listens to Megadeth. Congratulations. I, this, I don't know what the fuck. I'm at a fucking zero, dude. I don't care. I don't. None. You know what? It's, it's very rare that this also happens on Houston Wrestling Radio. But I'm going to not only agree with you, but I'm also going to give a match a zero anticipation level. I don't, I don't do that very often. I don't give zeros a whole lot, but I'm at a zero. I I don't want this match to happen. On top of the fact that th that they booked this trio terribly, right? Mm -hmm. On top of that fact, this is a singles championship match of one guy versus three. So what the fuck are the rules for this? So what if Sami Zayn wins, who's been a manager recently? So Sami Zayn, the manager, is the winner? Or is it all three of them? Are we all the intercontinental or, or is it for Team Captain Nakamura? Yeah. yeah like, does he win it for Nakamura? Well, what if Cesaro wins it for Nakamura? Okay, well, Maybe Cesaro wants it. And we get Cesaro and Nakamura. All right. Okay, cool. That'll surprise me. But you know what? Based off of the track record, 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 but based off of the track record of what they do with these types of matches, I cannot come to expect the unexpected. I can't come to say that, oh God, the possibilities are endless. All I can say is, oh yeah, the big guy in the three-on-one match is going to win, especially if it's for his belt that's supposed to go to only one person. They don't like to muck up those waters and create those interesting scenarios that could possibly happen. So no, that shit ain't going to go down. So yeah, Braun's obviously going to win this. And Braun's obviously going to squash all three of these super talented fucking guys that are indie darlings that we want all three of them to actually succeed and be more than what they've been. Goddamn, they've done Claudio Castagnoli so bad. Cesaro, he had a bright spot or two or three here and there. But man, ever since We the People... Maybe. Like, what the fuck is Cesaro The only done? diamond in the rough from Cesaro is go back to the last NXT TakeOver and watch Cesaro versus Ilya Dragunov. That yeah. was a... That was like... The light at the end of the tunnel, even though you're running... You're going opposite of the light. Yeah. That's that's the last flutter that Cesaro has had. I just... I, I don't care, dude. Yeah. Street Profits against Rollins and Buddy. Rematch. Again, another match for the Raw Tag Team titles. What would you think of Raw Street Profits winning the titles on Raw? I liked it. 
Did you like the fact that everybody was trying to get on freaking Montez Ford and everybody ignored Angelo Dawkins like he had the corona? What do you mean? When they went in the crowd to celebrate, nobody gave a fuck about oh. Angelo. Everybody <laughs> went to Montez. I didn't notice that. I but know, right. I did. You did? Oh, fuck. Oh. Some, okay. I'm king of rejection here. I know what it feels like. Oh. So I know what it looks like. Oh. And I saw it. I saw it. <laughs> Marty Janetti got hosed again. Oh. oh, that's sad. I like them. I like them both. It's a running um, theme. I'm at a four. Mm. We've already had this match, like, what, twice, three weeks? I, I want to go back and watch Montez versus Seth one on one. I heard that was good. Uh, but they've had this match before already, and then we had the match on Raw, and now that the Street Profits have the titles, we're going to have this match again. <sighs> Can I, I just raise my hand and say that we don't need this pay-per-view? I've said this before. I don't mind you going to Saudi, Australia, Japan, Antarctica, wherever. 12 pay-per-views is enough. We just had one last week. Yeah. And we're reviewing another one. Hence why we don't have a male heavyweight title defended on this card. Again, not being discriminatory. There's not a woman's main event title being defended on this show either. Yeah. This, this is unnecessary. They should have just had an elimination chamber in Saudi. They should have. Why make up these stupid names that, that don't really make that much sense? Just embrace the... Dude, UFC doesn't make any crazy-ass shit when they go to Brazil. They just have UFC number 216. It's in Brazil. <laughs> UFC number 247 is in London. UFC number 302 is in Tokyo. It's just... It's part of the fucking thing. They don't do UFC para los brasileños, güey. Like, no. Like, what the fuck? Just include it with the fucking schedule. This is... Uh, like... I know we have a show to do. I kind of don't even want to finish going over this fucking card. Like, I, Andrade, we're getting Andrade versus Carrillo. Have you seen that before? Yeah. We're getting Styles versus uh, uh, Alistair Black, no DQ. Oh, hey, didn't we just see that six days ago? Yeah. What the fuck, man? Like, I really, I'm, like, I'm, I'm almost done. <laughs> didn't we just, yeah, we just talked about that. How I, how I do want to see Styles versus, versus uh, Alistair Black. With them both at 100%. I don't want to see But it's one... no disqualification, so you know it's going to happen. Yeah, the rest of the OC is going to And Alistair up. has no friends because he's dark and brooding and yeah. Jon Snow and pro wrestling. Yeah. So what the... Couldn't we have just got this on Raw? Couldn't we have just gotten the payoff on Raw and yeah. not have this pay-per-view? Yeah. Do you want to keep going? You want to... You got to pick for... Was there anything else that wasn't even halfway? No, that's it. Six that's matches it. so far. That's it. Okay. Maybe they'll surprise us with something tomorrow on SmackDown. But by then, what? Damn. Who you got winning? Prophets or, 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 or the, the religious people? I hope the prophets win. That's so easy. The prophets are the religious people. Huh? <laughs> uh, yeah, but I hope, the, I hope the prophets win because, dude, that hot potato, that would be bullshit. Pick a Mexican. Uh, Cien. Andrade. Styles or Black? Uh, Styles. He's got to get a receipt for laying down to the Undertaker. Well, Harry got his receipt. He beat Alistair Black, the guy that was undefeated on Raw. Uh, this right. ends with uh, Alistair winning because you think of the, so? because the Undertaker comes out, and that's how we get whatever they end up giving us. Uh, Overall, Elimination Chamber uh, four. <laughs> Did you happen to watch the first season of Dark Side of the Ring? I watched uh, like three or four episodes. I watched, you, I watched several. 
I liked it. Um, it was very educational, even for somebody like me that follows wrestling a lot. The Bruiser Brody episode, I didn't know a whole lot about it. Like, I knew just rudimentary stuff. Well, Bruiser Brody was this wrestler. He was pretty cool. And then he got stabbed. Okay, great. But I didn't know, like, all the shit that was involved with that match. Or not the match, but the his, his incident. Yeah, his incident. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, Gino Hernandez. Oh, I didn't know I just shit about that. Gino. I just rewatched that yesterday. I didn't know nothing about Gino. And that's world class championship. That's Texas. You yeah, should know. That. I should. But, but and he's a, yeah. he wrestled here too. You should have yeah, known that. I should, but I I did it before my time. Yeah, but I I, I didn't know it. Yeah. You know. Um. But that was very educational. Of course, the Brett stuff I knew all about that. Uh. But it was just nice seeing it from different angle, getting other other perspectives. Uh, the moolah stuff, I kind of knew about some of the moolah stuff, but not a lot. But moolahs, okay, use a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was, it was all interesting stuff, man. Yeah, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the documentary series. Season two is coming out at the end of this month. I heard we're starting off with a two-parter, the Chris Benoit story. Ah. That one, man. I, I don't think I, I don't even know if I'm gonna be able to make it. No, I, I want to make it. I, I want to see that. I don't. I, I want to see. I want to see how far do they go down the rabbit hole of was it really just him? Was it really just his noggin? Was it you know PEDs that made his noggin? Is it the headbutts? Or are they gonna go fucking the the Kevin Sullivan route? What are they gonna do, man? I really want to see how they go because we haven't seen a full on out investigatory full depth documentary really probing and i think the last few episodes of season one they show that they they really probed and they really got a lot so i want to see what they actually say and what they could actually come up with because man there's so many conspiracy theories out there about it being kevin sullivan it puts the 9-11 conspiracy theories to shape you know Phys uh emotionally as a fan i'm gonna try my best man but i'm I'm pessimistic, dude. I don't know if I can get if I can get through it. I mean, yeah. this, me personally, I was at that Beaumont show yeah. the night before. Yeah. Waiting, I was at the Night of Champions, was, waiting for the wrestlers to come out on the back of the Ford Park on the side and asking them, "Hey, where's Benoit?" And like, because it was supposed the main event was supposed to be Benoit versus Edge, and it wound up being Edge versus Ric Flair. And by then, we had no idea how far along the whole thing had happened. Yeah, we And we're at Night of Champions. My ex-wife, at the time we were dating, she got me sixth row on the floor behind the commentator's desk. And I'm, like, chomping at the bit. I can't remember the last time when I was that, in that time that I was chomping at the bit for a dream match. Chris Benoit versus fucking CM Punk. Yeah. And we didn't get that. And Morrison then, took his spot, right? Yeah, Nitro at the time. Okay. Um, and then the next night was probably one of the most, most awkwardest Raws ever because it's from an empty arena in Corpus Christi. Vince McMahon's the only one in the ring. And the, it goes from somber to sick because yeah. people are praising him. You know, Chavo Guerrero's like bawling over him, all the guys in the beginning. And then towards the end, Regal and Triple H and you, the shit start hitting the fan. But now by the end of the show, people are smelling it. Right before they show Chris Benoit, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Triple Threat from Mania 20, they're showing his, his, uh, his home runs, his highlights in WWE. And then that next show on Tuesday on ECW, where Vince came out and was like, nah, player, we, we don't, we're not playing. We're not talk about him at all. We're done. Again. We don't make monsters here. We make heroes, and that guy's a fucking monster. We ain't got time. Dude, 
I was being as invested as I was being on locations. Yeah, that he should have been at. Yeah, it it really hindered my um, fanness of professional wrestling. Like it, it 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 pushed me to the point where I second guessed whether I should continue watching wrestling. Yeah, at that time I'd already I'd already driven to California for WrestleMania twenty one. I was making plans um, to do WrestleMania 24 in Orlando, driving out the other coast to go to 24. But after that, I was I, I was seriously considering if I was still going to be a wrestling fan after that. Yeah, you know, it really questioned my judgment. So I, I'm gonna try my best to watch it. There's no guarantee I'll make it through both episodes. Both episodes. There's other things on here. They're gonna talk about the Road Warriors. That's uh, going to be a good one. Especially with Animal Still Alive, he'll give some real that's, good insight on it. That's going to be a good one. Um, the I, the Brawl for All concept? Yeah. Uh, if you guys need a primer, Bruce Pritchard did an episode on a, something to wrestle with in the catalog about Brawl for All. Um, Dino Bravo. Um, what, what happened with Dino Bravo? I don't, I, mean, I don't know about Dino Bravo either, so I'll be learning just like you are. Okay. Um, I remember he was a wrestler. One in the 80s. One that I'm interested in, they're going to do a, an episode on New Jack. <laughs> New Jack, dude. <laughs> most, likely about the, uh, most likely the incident in ECW where a kid lied about his age and he wound up dying from the injuries that he got in the ring and New Jack oh, was, yeah. New Jack was uh, I forget what it's called, uh, Subway something, but it's, there's, a, there's a name for that incident. And um, so, yeah, and just New Jack's fucking career, his forehead's like fucking yeah. hamburger meat, fucking Dusty Rhodes tribute and shit, and all the crazy shit New Jack's done. Uh, Jimmy Snooker, they're doing an episode on Jimmy Snooker. That, that's that, that's, that's going to be hard. That's going to be interesting. Um, and there's going to be an episode about a, a ref, uh, Dean or Bean something, a uh, ref that was found uh, dead, covered in lube. Uh, there's there's a weird story about that. I was trying. I'm reading pieces of it online, but there's a really weird story about this ref that they're gonna do an episode on. I think it's nine episodes total for season two. Okay. And uh, it's the first one starts at the end of March. Um, the doc. I'm I'm in documentary mode right now, man. I don't know if you've been watching Ruthless Aggression on the network. Nah. Fuck. I I wanted to watch it, <laughs> but then I I got turned off before I ever turned it on. Why? Because um, I saw people talking about it online on Facebook, um, and they're like, "Well, there's a lot of revisionist history there." Oh yeah, I'd I'd rather remember it the way I remember it from then, of that not being the best era, than try to like watch Vince try to polish a turd and make make people feel nostalgia from. Oh my God, this was such a great era at the time. It's like no, nah, the ruthless aggression area era is the equivalent of the new generation area after the boom of the 80s and then the boom of... Early 90s, of, before Steve Austin. Yeah, the boom of the... That uh, gap between Hogan and Austin. Yeah, which is... Yeah, this, this is very tough for a Bret Hart fan to say. That was when Bret Hart was on the top of the world. But that era just fucking sucked. Yeah. Like, it was after the Hogan, but it was before the Attitude Era. So this era yeah, after so you, Attitude you was terrible. You fed Bret Hart Hakushi. You fed him... Uh, Fucking Bastion Booger, Jerry Lawler, Yokozuna. I mean, uh, Yokozuna Isaac Yankum. Cool. 
Isaac Yankum. It's like Brett was badass. Diesel. Eh. Brett was badass. Sean was badass. The early Sean stuff was good. WrestleMania yeah. 12. But everything else from that era in WWE kind of mm. sucked. And that's kind of what I grew what I grew up on. You know, there's details in there that I like. I didn't. I had no idea how close to finished John Cena would have been had he not started rapping. Um, I would have. I didn't. I had no idea about the Mark Jindrak stuff being an evolution. Oh, um, I did. You didn't know that didn't he was know. supposed to be an evolution. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wish the evolution episode went into a little bit more detail about again because I'm that person. Um. How they got Motorhead to come back and do the theme song. That theme song is a thing in Evolution. Like, yeah. you hear the couple, that opening riff, Evolution is a mystery. You, dude, you're already hyped. Yeah. And a part of that is Lemmy and Motorhead. I wanted to yeah. get some info on that. Um, they, they acknowledge Art, Orton RKOing somebody to be the youngest champion, but they don't talk about orton becoming the youngest champion because lesnar had left and they didn't want to give leave lesnar that title of being the youngest champ so that there's a lot of things that they're like scrubbing away that i know that i wish they would acknowledge but they're giving me in return things that i didn't know from a perspective and just new video from like fucking kevin dunn not kevin dunn fucking bruce pritchard and corny and fucking bischoff and shit like that and hogan um, Hogan talking about Lesnar, you know, the Rock, the, the, the Rock putting over how he wanted to be with evolution, the, the evolution match at Mania 20. Um, there's a couple more episodes to go. I'm, I was hoping they would do an episode on the SmackDown Six. You know, ben, SmackDown Six, Benoit, Edge, Angle, uh, the guy, the, Batista, Undertaker, the, the guys that made SmackDown. Oh, okay. When they did that brass split and SmackDown was raping Raw on the ratings. Yeah. There's six guys that core six okay. that kept the, that made that happen. Um, I'm not sure if they're gonna if they're gonna touch on that, but um, the documentary feels so far. Holy shit, though. The one thing that eclipses all that, if you if there's one thing on your must watch list before Elimination Chamber or during Elimination Chamber. <laughs> The 24 episode on Our Truth. Oh. Oh yeah. Oh. That good? I mean, how good could it possibly be? I'm gonna say it right now. Our Truth better not retire from the WWE without a heavyweight title run after that documentary. Watch that documentary. Bet. Bet. Watch that documentary, and you're gonna be like, this motherfucker better have a run before he's gone. Wow. Watch okay. it. Fucking watch it, man. It's okay. good. It's good stuff. Okay. Unless you got anything else, bro. That's a show. Man, that's it. Adios, my friends. Keep it classy. And wash your hands, you nasties. <laughs> or suck ass. Either one of the two. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.